Hi, welcome to another edition of ServiceNow Tech Bytes, the podcast that helps you use your ServiceNow product better. Now's the time for our news bulletin. We have a few items to tell you about today. See why Gartner named ServiceNow a leader in the ITSSM. Get the report by clicking the link in the description. Next up, ServiceNow keeps the camera rolling at Stars. ServiceNow announces that the entertainment service Stars is using their service to streamline processes within the company's IT and broadcast departments. And finally, ServiceNow helps AAA Allied Group replace email with automated workflows. IT enjoys enhanced visibility into business processes, which helps it better address bottlenecks. Links to all these news stories will be posted in our podcast description, so click those links for more information. And today, I am very happy to have two special guests on the podcast. We have Jason Aloya and Darren Richards here today to talk about visual task boards. Jason is a director in our product management organization, and Darren is a lead developer working on the visual task boards application. Welcome. Thank you both for being here. Thanks, Suzanne. Thanks a lot. All right. Uh, first thing we want to get started with is we want to just have both of you sort of introduce yourselves quickly and and say how long you've been here and what you're working on. Great. Sure. I'm Jason Aloy. I'm a product manager uh, with ServiceNow. I've been here about nine months. I came on to the uh, design experience organization here. And uh, so far in my tenure, I've been focused on visual task boards. Uh, yeah, my name is Darren Richards, and I'm the lead developer on Visual Task Boards. I've been working on it for about a little over a year now, so uh, just kind of helping working with our product team and deciding the the future and the features that go into it. So great, glad to be here. great. Um, first thing we want to talk about on Visual Task Boards is the fact that this is probably the most visual application in the entire ServiceNow product, and yet we are talking about it today and not showing it. So we are going to try to be like good old-fashioned baseball announcers Very that good. called the game and brought it to life for people. Uh, I do want to let everyone know when this podcast is posted, we are going to have a link to a demo. It is a three-minute video demo done by Ben Yukich that will show you visual task boards. So for those of you that are visual learners, we are going to talk about it today and try to bring it to life for you. But there is a great three-minute demo out there that you can watch as well to see how visual task boards look. Uh, first off, for the people who have not explored this application yet, can you try to bring it to life a little bit and explain what it looks like and what it does? Sure, sure, I can do that. Um, really, visual task boards is a pretty simple uh, metaphor that people have used all over for, for many, many years to improve their productivity. It's simply a visual way to look at the state of work in progress, uh, work that is yet to be done, work that is in progress, and work that is complete. And so what we've done is we've taken this you know, friendly and very familiar metaphor uh, for, for where work is in what state work is in, and we've just uh, digitized it and made it uh, visually appealing, we hope, and also very easy to use. And we just sit that simple interface on top of, you know, the, the deep and powerful platform that is ServiceNow, and we're getting uh, just a lot of really happy customers and, and a lot of success stories from that, uh, from adopting that simple model. It, it almost looks, for, for those people who are in the Agile and Scrum world, it, it looks like a Kanban 
board. So mm -hmm. it, it yeah. almost looks like post-it notes posted vertically yep. in lists. Is yep. that right? That's, that's all it is. And you can color code it and, and do different things. The, the vertical lanes, we call them lanes, uh, can be things to do, things in progress. Is that mostly what customers are, are labeling those, yep, those that's lanes? A, that's absolutely right. And, you know, Darren can pitch in here also. But we essentially, you can build a board and configure it to with lanes representing any choice field uh, on the platform. So... Uh, a common use case is you use state, so you can, so each of the lanes represents a certain state uh, or in a workflow. Um, but you can all, we have a lot of people using visual task boards to look at uh, work by assignment group, work at look at work by component or assignee. So you can uh, also just visualize how your work is being allocated. And then you can you you have people on your task board. Darren can can pipe in. You have you share it with a group of people. Yeah. So you're setting up this visual task board, and you're adding members to that board that you want to be able to see those different tasks. And so we've also noticed a lot of use internally, um, as well from a lot of our customers that we're setting up these uh, personal, you know, style boards with simple to do lists and and states that they find useful to them, whether it's to do work in progress, and then when you've completed an actual task. And so those would be the lanes, and, and people are just creating cards within those lanes for simple things that they might want to get done throughout the day uh, in their normal workflow that's kind of outside the scope of, of some of the task tables that are involved in the, the ServiceNow platform. And so you can add members to it that are useful, that you want to be, be able to have access to that, or you can just make it a private board where you're the only member. And so whoever is a member of that board is who will have access to see those tasks between states and in the different lanes. So. so we have everything from individuals using it to keep their own personal work organized to something as large as a manager with a distributed team of people over different countries and time zones, all using one board to communicate with each other and keep their work as a group organized. Yeah, that's yep, correct. That's right. It can be as informal and personal as you like, because any um, employee account, any account on the service uh, now platform has access to at least free form uh, visual task boards uh, to, to very formal boards where you're really visualizing and tracking uh, a mission critical workflow. And you mentioned free form boards. This is something I wanna set up with people right from the beginning. There are three different kinds of visual task boards and they work slightly differently. Yep. And I think sometimes people go in and they use one kind of board and they don't even know the other ones are possible. So can you give us a little breakdown of those three boards and what they are and when is the best time to use each one? Sure, I'll, I'll try to verbalize that. And there's also lots of great content out there on the community and in the product as well. But freeform boards, as we discussed, are really great for uh, personal to-do lists, maybe informal project planning. Uh, we use freeform boards on our team, uh, for example, if we're getting ready for a demo or we're <clears throat> doing something that's maybe outside of the you know rigor of our of our enterprise level work. Freeform boards are great for that when you want to collaborate in a very lean fashion. Um, the other type of board is. Uh, I should also say with freeform boards, you're using, you're creating private tasks um, that you're, you're not 
typically ingesting incidents or other sorts of uh, work, although that's possible, uh, they're just really not intended for uh, work that uh, occurs elsewhere on the platform. Incidents change, etc. Um, a flexible board will ingest work from the platform, so you can populate it with incidents and uh, problems and other task types like that. Uh, but the lanes are completely configurable and they're customizable. And moving those those cards from one lane to another do not change the values on the task records themselves. Okay. So that's, that's a flexible board. You get you get to visualize work from the platform, but if you move them around lanes, you won't be impacting the task records. So there's no <clears throat> dynamic connection between the board and the car and what's on the cards. On the cards there is, but yeah. lane but not lane the lane changes. changes do not affect the task records. I've got a use case that that helps us uh, explain this. Sometimes we have a, a chunk of work. We are on uh, Fred Letty's team, right? So oftentimes he'll give us uh, just his own deadline, right? And and so we'll have to pull things into the board uh, from the platform and look at it in a very different way, right? It's outside of um, the normal patterns of the workflow. So we'll use a flexible board to take a look at problems and incidents and and maybe even some personal tasks, get it up there, and we create lanes that are things like, you know, Fred needs it, <laughs> you know, uh, absolutely have to, has to get done, you know, maybe we can punt on this, and, and it's all just very as, as needed for that specific uh, period of time, right? But we're very still- customizable. Very customizable. Very customizable. But it is still real work that we're visualizing. And um, so that's the case. And also when we were preparing for the K-15, for example, uh, there was a lot of work that we had to look at with that sort of um, uh, lens, you know, that, it, that, it's, that it's a kind of a, an exception to the normal flow of work. And the flexible board is what you used to, to yep. manage that. And, that's right. and that worked well. So, Darren, can you tell us a little bit about the last kind of board you can create, the guided board? Yeah, so guided boards are really, again, a way to digest work that's already in the system, whether it's incidents or problems or change requests. Uh, you're going to create a board around that with fields that are either um, guided or, or reference fields, rather, or choice fields. So any field that exists on that table that references another a field in another table, or it's a choice field in the sense of there's a discrete number of options for that um, field on that on that task. Those are the types of boards that you'll cre guided boards that you'll create. So um, a guided board is just going to pull in tasks that are already on the system and the lanes will be discriminating by either a choice list or a reference field. So you could create like Jason's, Jason referenced earlier, you can create a board around state. So all your lanes will be um, values that exist for that task for the state column. So you'll see, you know, open, closed, and that sort of thing. And as you move tasks from one lane to another, you'll actually be changing the underlying field for that task. And so that's that's really the value added by guided boards is is that you're able to, like Jason said, you're you're able to to visualize and actually move tasks between states visually without having to be in the, the list. I don't know if you want to add anything else. No, that's about it. Yeah. So that's the three kinds of boards. Then we've got freeform, flexible, and guided. 
and they're a little bit right. different. And they serve different purposes. So I want to go into talking about best practices a little bit. And it sounds like maybe a best practice is to determine what your goal is with a board and then pick the right kind. Is that right? That's absolutely right. Um, it it de You're definitely uh, doing yourself a favor if you think about um, you know, the purpose of the board and what the desired outcome of the board and who will be interacting with it. Um, and then just consider uh, what type of work you want to do. Uh, if it's really, again, that personal, um, very transient sort of just planning work, uh, perhaps a, a, a simple freeform board is, is good for that task. Uh, if you want to visualize work that occurs in the platform, uh, but you don't want lane changes to impact those records, use a flexible board. And then finally, if you want to really do real work that really impact that lane that where lane changes impact the task records, you're going to use a, a guided board. That's good. Start as you mean to go on. So yeah. create the board according to what its purpose is going to be and, and leave it as that kind of board. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And then if you need to create an alternate board, we do this all the time. I mean, oftentimes you decide that you want to take uh, just a slightly different look at the same work. It's it's really simple proposition to create a, you know, a sibling board or one that's just a slight alteration. So, um, you know, experiment. I mean, it's not going to cost you a lot of time to play around with it and see how these things work. They're easy to use. And visual task boards is fun to use too. So oh, we yeah, like to think so. A, yes, <laughs> it is. It is. A uh, couple other things in best practices. There is a feature where you can archive a card. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about archiving it? Can you bring it back from the dead? Yeah, uh, that. Well, wow, that's mm, yes. Mm, when you archive a card, there. They're not dead. Okay. So really all you're doing is you're, you're hiding the card from view on the visual task board. The underlying task record is still there. All you're saying is just get this out of my way for now. That's all the archive function does. And then it's simple enough to bring it back. Uh, there's a couple places on the interface. Isn't Darren worth? Yeah. To... So it's also worth noting that um, the archive functionality is only around f freeform boards. So in a, in a um, guided or flexible, where you're actually dealing with tasks in your system, whether it's change requests, problems, or incidents, um, and you're creating a guided board or a flexible board out of those, you won't have the archive option simply because that is a board based around a filter and you're just ingesting tasks visually on the board. Uh, and there's really no concept of, of archive. You just, if you change a value on a task, that no longer matches the filter query uh, for your board, then it'll just disappear off of your board. Um, and so it's worth noting that the, the archive feature is only for freeform boards, but yeah, you after you archive it and you wanna bring it back to life or resurrect it, if you've done it recently or if it was a, a recent uh, archive that you've done, you'll notice that on the right-hand side, if you extend the plank, so there's a there's a slide out on the right hand side of your visual task boards that if you open up the tab, you'll see a activity stream there. And after you archive a card immediately after you'll see that archive event appear in your activity stream. And so hovering over that card in the activity stream will give you the option to restore it to your board from there 
or if you've archived a card a week ago and there's been a lot of activity since then and you need to resurrect it at that point, then you can go to the cogwheel at the top right of the visual task boards and you'll open up the configuration menu. And if you scroll down to the bottom of that, you'll notice uh, the archive cards uh, button and you'll click on that. It'll open up all cards that have been archived and you can filter through that. You can look through that and, and find the one that you want to resurrect and then restore it from there and it'll pop back on your visual task board. So. So it's not really gone forever. It's not really gone forever. <laughs> forever. It's not gone forever. We're not deleting anything, so. It, you can bring it back. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing to talk about is the size of visual task boards. Mm -hmm. I think we've had customers use it for everything from three cards and two lanes to something much larger. Sure. Uh, do you have some recommendations for keeping the size of visual task boards to a good level? Yeah, maybe I'll I'll start with with from the usability side of the equation, and then there's certainly a performance uh, piece that Darren should speak to from a technical side. Um, so I'll start by saying that visual task boards are really just designed for uh, relatively modest sized delivery teams to w interact with the work in progress, right? So the thing's really not designed to handle a huge load of work at any given t time. Um, just simply from uh, the problems that we've designed visual task boards to solve. We had this in mind for, you know, delivery teams to work with work in progress. Uh, and so that's our, that's our scope. Um, so with that in mind, um, by default, the default setting of, of visual task boards uh, prior to Geneva was set at 100 cards. Um, that's for both usability and technical performance reasons. Um, going into Geneva, we've, we've increased that to 250 cards on, on guided and flexible boards and 300 on, on freeform boards. Now that can be changed uh, by system administrators. There's ways to do that, uh, but we would certainly caution any admin uh, from, from changing that limit because uh, it really is just, a, as you mentioned, it is a very nice visual representation of this content. But uh, that comes at an expense to performance. Um, it's just the nature of, of the web application. So uh, we are doing a lot to improve that mm -hmm. so that we can you know, handle uh, many more cards. And maybe I'll let Darren talk about uh, just the realities of the application's potential impact on instance performance. Yeah, and I'll, and let me let me talk a little bit about just the the use case for it too. Is when you think about using a list, if you pulled up a list and you're you're trying to look at a, a segment of work, typically you're going to modify your filter so that you can dial in the the exact tasks that are going to help you see what you got to work on or what your team's doing. And and typically that that list, if it's if it's two, three, four, five hundred or more records. You can't digest all that information. And so we, we also wouldn't expect you to try to digest all that information on visual task boards, even though it's a more kind of visual way of looking at things. And so with that kind of scenario, um, I just want to uh, add a little tip in there for, for those who are using it and have, whether you're working on problems or incidents and you're trying to, to work through all these and, and assign them to people and move them through the workflow, one of the things that our team has found helpful in doing, and, and Jason has kind of pioneered this, is we might have a few hundred problems that at the end of a, um, you know, 
window, time window, we have to have done, we'll go through and actually just create a tag. Um, we'll say, you know, create a tag in the system, whether it's called, you know, Fuji Sprint 1, and then all the problems that we want to, to show up on our board that we're gonna be actually working on then doing, we'll create the tag and add it to that task, and then we'll create a visual task board that only includes problems with that tag on it. And so that's kind of a, you know, uh, uh, an opportunity for you to um, use visual task boards in a, in a helpful way and in a digestible way. And so that's one of the things that we've done to, to really take advantage of, of the, um, the power of visual task boards. But on that note, yeah, there is, there is some technical limitations, you know, you, you think about, putting, you know, hundreds, possibly a thousand of cards on a board and trying to drag those between state. There's some, there's some performance degradation that you'll notice when trying to move cards around and, and some jittering on the screen. And so those are the kinds of things we're trying to avoid by adding a, a, so much information on the page. And so as the product matures and as we, um, you know, are able to, to throw more resources at it, we'll solve some of those problems. But in its current state, that's we're trying to put at a um, a limit that's useful in the space that we think is is um, the problems we're trying to solve, and then outside of that, we'll continue to work on the back end to to bring performance improvements to that. Mm -hmm. I might just add to that also, just since we're on the topic of best practices. I mean, uh, again, what's really great about a visual task board is that it helps teams visualize and understand and interact with the work that's in progress. Um, the application's not intended for activities like, you know, release planning or, you know, real heavy planning exercises. There's a lots of really great applications and capabilities out elsewhere on the ServiceNow platform that are, that are better um, for, for those uh, types of tasks or that type of work. Uh, so, so, you know, that, that's the long and short of it is that we are taking this visual model and there is sort of a finite set of screen space on anybody's monitor. I don't care how generous your organization <laughs> is with your, with your monitors. Um, there's still a, a finite universe of work that you should be thinking of visual, visual task boards as a possible tool. It's really only going to help you out if you're looking at stuff that's going on right now. Makes sense. Makes sense. That's some good best practices. I want to get to a few tips and tricks, and maybe you have some tips and tricks in an area we haven't really touched on yet, and that is that you users have a lot of control over the look of their visual task boards. There's a lot of customizing you can do with colors and, and, and other things. Do you have any, any tips for things people can do with the visuals of their visual task board? Sure, we've seen some interesting um, things. Some of these tips uh, will relate to features that we're introducing in Geneva. Uh, so I'll sneak peek at Geneva, sne everyone! Yeah, sneak, sneak peek, peek. at Geneva. <laughs> but we're it's certainly you people have have uh, adopted the concept of color coding the background of boards to mean certain things. Uh, the color red has a lot of meaning, uh, so some organizations will use those to mean either urgent or uh, you know, problems or yeah. whatever the case might be. So that that's advantageous. Uh, we've seen uh, a lot of uh, creative use of just simply coming up with conventions for naming your task boards so they make sense. Um, and that, that uh, we'd certainly recommend. Uh, and then go, coming into Geneva, we're introducing some additional features that allow you to manage 
exactly which lanes occur on the board. So uh, for example, in the case of guided boards, um, it's a lot easier to add re specific reference fields to the boards um, in a more selective fashion. And the inverse of that, it's also a lot easier to exclude certain lanes from view. Uh, because uh, in Fuji and earlier releases, uh, we forced you to take a look at, we forced you to consider a lane for every possible value in a choice field. So you can end up with a lot of horizontal space. Um, now with going into Geneva, you can just get any of those unused values out of your way and just focus on one or two lanes if you want to. That's a great feature. Yeah. Yeah. So, so those things are coming up and... Um, you can also manage the the size of the lanes and the width of cards, um, whether or not you want to show uh, thumbnail images on your cards, or if you want, or exactly which bits of data you want to appear on your card view. We've seen customers do some really interesting and creative things with boards, haven't we? We have. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're they're taking it and running with it, which is what we love to see. Yeah, and we'd also encourage our our customers to post their own tips and tricks on the community themselves. So if they're coming up with you know innovative ways to use it, we'd love to hear about it. So absolutely, I want to talk about one integration, and that is uh, the connections between visual task boards and collaboration mm -hmm. in the product. Can you talk about that a little in case people want to give that a try? Sure. Um, again, uh, a teaser for Geneva, uh, Visual Task Boards is really leveraging a lot of the great work that our collaboration and, and what we're referring to now as our Connect offering, um, which is really an appreciation for presence of other users, whether somebody is online or interacting with the same record or the same unit of work that you are at any given time. So. So that's the first piece is that everything that you think of as collaboration and this real-time interaction, we're leveraging on visual task boards that similar framework. So, so updates occur in real time as if you're chatting with somebody. Uh, you see the board refresh and update with content is it, in real time in the moment it's made by somebody else. So, so the, the, the product just feels much more alive and a, a lot more of a collaboration space and less of a static report or just a static view of things. Um, and then uh, as we move into, uh, this is also true in, in Fuji, but especially in Geneva, there are ways, uh, simple ways to just spawn communications and spawn conversations with your board members that, that really just uh, enable a, a connect uh, collaboration conversation with the people that are already related to the visual task board or the individual task, whatever the case might be. And that can be particularly useful, I think, when you have a visual task board that's being shared by people that don't sit together, when you've got those Absolutely. distributed teams. Yeah, even when you do sit together, sometimes you don't necessarily want to speak to one another. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you don't want a 40-page you know, email chain going on about a certain task. It's much easier for you to spawn a, uh, a conversation around a task board that ingest all the you all the members of that board into your into your you know chat interface so to speak and you're collaborating around these tasks and so as you paste images or pull in attachments or you're commenting on all these different things you've got a single source of of record for um 
kind of discussing your or collaborating around your your visual task board. And I think that's that's really the power that we've noticed on our team as we've kind of begin using the products that we're building is is uh, just the lack of emails that we're sending back and forth and getting lost and having to filter through our email inbox to find who said what about what. It's nice to have it all right there and reference it and then move back over to the board. And, and uh, we've just found we've kind of improved our um, our work processes in that way. So, and you bring up a good point, Darren. I think it's important for customers to know how much we here internally within ServiceNow use these visual task boards. I mm-hmm. mean, there are departments all over this company. Yeah. Yeah. We all use it. We're using it all the time. We're keeping ourselves organized with this. We do. Which is yeah. surprising. You know, sometimes we'll be, you know, heads down and kind of working on this and then I'll and then I'll go you know, to the break room and grab some coffee and we'll hear people like, yeah, did you look at the board or something? It's, it's always interesting. There's there's definitely lots of people using it within the organization. It's it's fun to, to see that. We are yeah. drinking our own champagne, as they say, right? <laughs> we are. We are, yeah. We've been enjoying it for quite some time. We've, our team has been working with the Geneva code base since the first early release and and it's come a long way. We're really excited to bring this these enhancements to our customers. That's great. Uh, and I think more teams here within ServiceNow are going to start using it as well. And I'm sure you guys yeah. probably go and get your cup of coffee and people ask for enhancements and want your help. And <laughs> We say, do have hey, a long to-do list in, in Blue Sky Request. It would be cool if. Yeah. I know. You probably get that every time you go to the kitchen. Hey, on visual task boards, can you do this? That's okay. You're getting user feedback. User yeah, feedback. It's a great problem to have. We love it. User feedback. Well, we have a couple questions. I want to move into a couple questions that we got from a community member, Kelly Kaufman. And uh, she sent us a couple of questions. I'll, I'll fire these over to you guys uh, and see if you can give us an answer. She asked, uh, it would be great if you could share how to change what appears on a visual task board card. It's really as simple as uh, just going to the form for the task type uh, in question. So what you'll do is if, for example, your visual task board is comprised of changes, you'll go to the change form, configure that form, and you, if you're not familiar, there's the concept of form views. Um, if you simply give a form view the name of VTB, you can use that form view to dictate exactly what fields will occur or appear on VTB cards. So it's as simple as that. You just create a, create a view and you'll get a custom set of fields on your VTB cards. That's perfect. And until you remove that view, it'll use that view. So yeah. if you want to default back to the default view, then you just delete the VTB view and, and you'll be back and with the back. default view. That's great. Her second question is, and this one's interesting, does anyone set up notifications for VTB cards? For example, when someone's name is changed in the assigned to field. They do, they do. So, and with, with Geneva, uh, we'll be shipping with some default notifications. Um, but even prior to that, you can set up any number of notifications, uh, much like you would for, for any other events on the, on the platform. It really depends on, on what, you'd, what you want to be notified and, of and who you want to notify. Uh, but we've made some obvious choices uh, for, for Geneva. Um, so that assignees and also additional assignees um, will be notified of certain events that occur on visual task boards. 
it's also worth noting that when you're when you're creating a guided or flexible board, you're actually operating on tasks that are already in the system. So any any updates to any of the fields, whether it's assigned to or anything else, those will or watch list that'll get the same notifications that you that you get by working on those tasks either through the list or the forms. So as long as that is set up for your um, for your instance, and you'll 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 get those notifications. In Geneva, what we've actually added is the ability to the same capability for freeform boards, to where you can set up a more freeform, transient board, and uh, and we have some more um, default settings for notifications with the assigned to and lane changes and that sort of thing. Great. Well, thank you again to Kelly Kaufman in the ServiceNow community for sending us some questions about visual task boards. We hope those answers were useful to you and to others. Uh, and a special thank you to my guests today, Jason and Darren. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. And uh, people got a little hint of Geneva features in there. So stay tuned for more about that. Uh, when we post this podcast, as I said at the beginning, uh, we are going to include a link to the demo by Ben Yukic so that you can see visual task boards in action. This is very visual application. We want you to watch it in action. And also, of course, as always, for more information, you can consult our product documentation or the ServiceNow knowledge base. And always, you can post a question in the community. So thank you again for listening to this episode of ServiceNow Tech Bytes.